This episode is brought to you by my newest online course hosted by Jewish Workshops from Purpose to Profit. This six-week online course will take you from your initial idea to crafting your first offer and putting it in the market. Yes, you could actually have an offer out to the market in that short amount of time. Let me walk you through the steps so that you can design and start building a business that feels genuine, natural, and purposeful because it is fully aligned with who you are and start making money at it. But hurry, the doors are open until Monday. So head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash profit to sign up and let's get that business and you shining out in the world. Yaeltrush.com forward slash profit. Jewish Money Matters episode 335, Ask Yael. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. This is Ask Yael Friday, the time of the week when I answer your questions about money and the intersection of money with so many different things, marriage, kids, business, friendships, relationships, you name it. We get it all here. And today is no different. We have very different types of questions today from the audience. But before we tackle those, a look at the week around here. Joyce Azria. Did you guys see? Joyce Azria is on Jewish Money Matters. It had been my dream to get Joyce since literally day one of this podcast. Since this podcast was just a blueprint of a podcast, a list, a brain dump on a Google sheet, Joyce was right there on that list, probably in the top three people that I wanted to interview in my life. And so, thank God, here we are today, 335 episodes in and privileged and blessed to, to have had Joyce Azria with us. And what an interview it was. It's she did not disappoint. It was a beautiful, insightful, relevant, refreshing, powerful. You've got to tune in. And of course, I suspect that I don't need, like Joyce doesn't need inter much introduction, right? Daughter of fashion mogul Max Azria of BCBG fame. Yes, I was a BCBG fan throughout, through and through, through and through. I still have pieces, BCBG classic pieces in my closet. Joyce used to, I think she ran the bathing suit line at a very young age. Then eventually she took over BCBG Generation. Who remembers that? That was her entire line. Then she had so many other segments of the company as well as many companies that she started independently in the fashion space outside of the Max Azria umbrella. And most Recently, she's entered into the wellness space. Joyce is a, an incredible entrepreneur. One of the companies in her portfolio, her most recent one, is the Healer's Collection. A beautiful, beautiful bracelets made with gemstones and minerals. Anyways, all in all to say that if you want a really, really good interview about money, wealth, making a livelihood from someone who's experienced the real ups and downs of business financial challenges of the multi-million category, you better check out my episode this week with Joyce Azria. You will be so, so inspired. It is phenomenal. Also this week, 
I hosted a webinar with Jewish Workshops, my partner, um, and I opened the doors to my latest online course from Purpose to Profit. I am so excited about this. And if you want to learn more, you can head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash profit to sign up. The doors are open right now. We already have students enrolled who've been working through the first module of this course. I'm, I have to tell you, I am so proud of this course and so excited for it. I actually hosted a live Q&A Thursday because many people were asking me such good and important questions about what I taught on the webinar on Monday and about the course itself that I invited everyone to come on over to my Zoom room and we hashed out a lot of really big important questions. If you're in my newsletter, it is very likely that you receive that replay because I did send it out. If you're not in my newsletter, why aren't you? No, seriously, that is the place to be other than this podcast, of course. All the good stuff happens first and foremost inside my newsletter, meaning before social media. Uh, And that is one, aside from this podcast and aside from my teaching and creating my curriculum and my courses, that newsletter is a piece of my work and my business that I don't delegate to anyone. There's no (laughs) ghostwriter. And I have used ghostwriters before for articles for the press. There is no ghostwriter when it comes to this newsletter. newsletter. And there's other people who also write social media captions for me often. This newsletter is completely mine, fully me and fully for you. And I, I know it works. The audience loves it because... Well, two things. Um, yeah, they let me know. Look, I, I, oh my gosh, I get so many responses to my weekly emails. And I, I always come here and say, I'm sorry if I'm a little bit behind responding to your emails. It's actually sometimes very hard to keep up with them. But I really, really try. And I think I do a pretty good job. I think you you, you know who you are. You, you know, we've been interacting back and forth. I do do try to respond to every email. And I know So many of you hit reply to my newsletter and always comment or leave me a little emoji or whatever. I tend to ask questions and the response rate is unbelievable. I actually should come up with a percentage, but I do have a percentage regarding the open rate. That is also another measure how I know that you love this newsletter. My open rate on that newsletter, it used to be, guys, 37%, which already was above average in the online marketing space. But you know what I realized earlier this week? I couldn't believe it. We're at a 45% open rate. That is huge. And nothing else has changed. There's, you know, no major drops in numbers of subscribers. In fact, a pretty steady increase over time. And the open rate is just skyrocketing. People open my emails. And like I said before, not just that, they respond to my emails. You guys like it. I like it. I enjoy it. Where to sign up? Well, the easiest would be yaeltrush.com forward slash newsletter. Now, if you want to sign up for from purpose to profit and have me walk you through the steps to get you from thinking about one day launching a business that capitalizes on your talents and strengths to actually doing it, to actually having that business, to actually be charging for your offer, your service, your product, your thing, then this course is for you. This is where you build a business that is in alignment with your purpose. If you have already tested an offer and validated it through a few sales, but you haven't been able to create momentum 
of sales after that, this course is also for you. This is a course for begin the beginners, the beginning stages of business. This is a course to craft and fine tune your offer in the market and begin making money at it. This is where I show you the steps to digging deep within you to find the idea, then validating it with the market, then crafting the offer itself, then validating that offer, which means getting paid, then getting feedback and fine tuning accordingly, and then going out to market again. You're going to learn also how to find your audience to nurture them. You're going to learn to price to sell, which by the way, is really not selling, but rather it's the natural evolution of a relationship that you've built. And I will teach you how to build, how to develop that relationship with your audience so that they're naturally eager to buy from you whenever you extend the invitation. And you're going to learn to establish and grow your authority in the marketplace so that now this one thing that you've designed and tested becomes the foundation for what will become your entire business, right? Everything else now will be an offshoot of that. So come join me at From Purpose to Profit. We've already started. People are loving it. In fact, I'm going to tell you what some of the people are saying. Just from having worked through some of the lessons in module one, this is what one person said. And I'm taking this from our WhatsApp group that has been bubbling and bursting with great interaction and great breakthroughs and celebrations and questions and all the things. So this is what one person put um, this week. Now that I've done the exercise, it's pretty obvious to me, like, duh, where the intersection of purpose and profit is for me. Thank you for being a conduit and helping me get that clarity of vision and purpose. Then another person said, I think you nailed my problem, Yael. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I did. Now we can move forward. Another one said, first of all, the tools are amazing with lots of food for thought. I feel this is something that I can keep coming back to and help articulate and refine my goals. Yes, indeed. And look at this one again from a student who enrolled this week in the course. I couldn't believe it. I've been praying for these past few weeks for Hashem to help guide me so that I can know and fulfill my life's purpose at this next stage of my life. My prayer is to know that I've done and, be, be, and been all that God created me to be. And then, seemingly out of nowhere, I received your email about From Purpose to Profit. Wow, isn't that incredible? So there you have it, my friends. The doors are open right now, but I want you to hurry. Um, because the doors do close this Sunday at midnight, 11.59 Eastern. Um, this is not uh, an ongoing thing. We are now, the invitation is open and we are, we've already started and we want you to start and then we close and we keep diving in and we just cruising in. So I want you there. When you enroll, you're going to get immediate access to module one. Uh, and that's going to be at yaeltrush.com forward slash profit. That's where you register every week. You're going to receive each module over the next six weeks. There's also going to be two live Q&A sessions with me. There's a WhatsApp group where you can ask questions. I help support you, guide you, cheer you along as well as interact. And, you know, you, you're going to interact and you're going to grow from, um, your experience and your interaction with others in the group. And there's also a bonus session on bringing Bitachon into your business. You know, we got to talk about that always. So anyways, all the details right there at yaeltrush.com forward slash 
profit. All right, so one last thing, um, because this is actually an important point, and I want to be very sure that I've articulated it clearly. Um, if you're on the fence, I want you to know that. Because this is in partnership with Jewish Workshops, this is the cheapest that you will ever get this course, period. So if you think this is speaking to you, if you're one of those people who over the years had been asking me for this, and I know you have because I've surveyed my audience so many times. And again, if you're in the newsletter, you know it. I have asked these questions so many times and I've gathered the data. This is what people had been asking me for. If this is you... I would totally jump at the opportunity now because this is brand new and it's in partnership with Jewish workshops. I'm able to price it much lower than I would do going forward. The next time I launch this, especially when it's going to be on my own, it will be valued at a higher price. That's just the reality. And so I am very appreciative to Jewish workshops for this partnership. I'm very appreciative that they can bring this to you at a lower price point than I could possibly do on my own. I couldn't come, I couldn't do it if it wasn't for this partnership. So head over to Yaltrush forward slash profit and grab your spot now because this is the cheapest you'll ever get it. All right, let's go to the iTunes review section and gift one of our listeners a 20-minute phone call. And today we're going to say thank you to Alexia. Alexia SB, she says she left this review on June 4th. Highly recommend. Such a helpful and enjoyable podcast. By the way, she left five stars. Yeah, El Trush addresses addresses through the Jewish lens important financial topics that are relevant to everyday life. She shares many practical tips on how to manage money smartly and ethically, empowering the listener to make positive changes at their own pace. Her guest speakers are wonderful and the conversations very lively, uplifting, and insightful. She's also an engaging and inspiring storyteller. Whether you have a background in money or not, you will learn a lot from these episodes. Thank you. Thank you, Alexia. This is such a beautiful and kind review. Thank you so, so very much. Please send me an email and let me know that you were the Alexia who left the review, yael at yaeltrush.com. And I'll immediately circle back with a calendar link for us to get on the phone. I'm looking forward. All right, so let's get to some of these questions. Our first question comes from Ilan via email. And he says, hello, Yael. I listened to your interview with my close friend Yigal at the Tribesmen podcast the other day. I loved it. I'm curious as to your investment philosophy and how you manage your own money what strategies do you use can you touch on that a little i look forward to learning more well thanks elan and thanks for the reminder because i did forget uh, uh, up until when you sent me this email i had totally forgotten to mention either here or in my newsletter that i had been in Eagles tribesmen podcast and that was a fabulous awesome interview it was a lot of fun I'll be sure to share an email to my newsletter subscribers with those details next week. In the meantime, if anybody's curious, you can check out Tribes Men Podcast and you're going to find me as a guest, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four weeks ago. So a pretty recent episode. All right. To your question, Ilan, what is my investment philosophy? How do I manage my money and what strategies do I use? Amazing. All right. My investment philosophy, my very sophisticated, not, not really, <laughs> investment philosophy is... I invest in a way that doesn't impact my ability to do the other things that I love to do, like run my business, raise my family, live a Jewish life lifestyle, observe Torah, mitzvot, etc. I invest in a way that doesn't take my 
consume my time, attention, energy, or headspace from those things that I just mentioned. And so in my particular case, it means that I put my money in a diversified portfolio of low cost index funds. I set it and forget it. The money goes in automatically. I don't look at the portfolio constantly. I don't try to buy, sell, manipulate, maneuver. I know that the money is set there to grow over time, utilizing the power of compound interest. And I do focus on low cost index funds so that most more of my money, my money stays invested and not in the hands of fund managers. So lower costs are, are very important to me. That's that means more money gets reinvested into my portfolio. I do not stock pick. I don't buy individual stocks. I have in the past when I was younger. I don't do that anymore. And I certainly do not put money on crypto or, uh, you know, any really what's considered any alternative investments um, of that nature or pretty much any other. Well, you know, I've have invested in different businesses, I guess you could we could count that. But you know, um, so look, we've talked about the fact that yes, one could potentially have about 10% of their money to be, you know, quote unquote, play money and invest in alternative or more risky investments, whether that be individual stocks, or, you know, crypto or businesses or, you know, there's many others out there, but it, it'd be, it would be money that we don't, it's extra money. It's play money, meaning it's money that we don't care if we lose it. If we win, great. If we make some money, great. And if we lose money, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother us. Like it wouldn't impact anything, absolutely nothing in our lives. So that's what, that's that, that area. Now me personally, and that, I mean that, that 10%, let's say five to 10% of your, your money, your portfolio at this point in my life, actually, I don't even, I don't do that. I'm not there. I mean, everything that I make is either invested in my family, meaning in, in the form of financing our values, those things that we deem are extremely important education in the form of tzedakah in particular, Meister or Better, better yet, homish, as I do give, I don't think I say it so many, I've, I haven't emphasized it here, but I will, I'll be a, a little bit more vocal. Um, I do give 20% of our, of my earnings. So homish, that's what we call homish. It's, it's a fifth. And it's funny because somebody just asked me to talk more about that on the show. Okay. So I'll talk more about it, but yes, that's what I do. Um, then as I, as I said, also in a portfolio of low cost index funds, um, I am starting maybe to explore real estate investing. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. But really, other than that, again, I don't think my strategy is complex. It's very simple. And it's what many, many of my guests in the financial industry have echoed on this show. Um, if we've had tons of guests, maybe I'll give you a few suggestions soon. But you know, just thinking maybe you want more specifics, you know, I guess between the both of us, between my husband and I, we have a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, there's a SEP IRA, there's, there's taxable, a taxable brokerage account. And there's, of course, liquid savings. Um, and then, yeah, you could say, you know, we have the equity in our businesses, we have a liquor company. I don't know if you guys are aware. We started that many years ago. We have some equity in a friend's business. We have my husband's current real estate fund and my business, which is, you know, what you see and know and hopefully love. <laughs> but 
Ilan, if you want to hear a few episodes that can help with investment philosophy and strategy and kind of um, really speak to what I've just mentioned, I will refer you to um, episodes 305. That's an episode that I did with Emily Guy Birkin, specifically on retirement. So that might be sort of relevant. Episode 297 with Jeremy Schneider, absolutely a must, as is episode 272 with Selwyn Gerber. I think also the episode with Elizabeth Schwartz, which is 251, 251 with Elizabeth Schwartz. It's pretty relevant, although Elizabeth does. She is younger, so she does have individual stocks, but there, there is a very similar kind of approach to what we talk about on the show a lot. And of course, episode 239 with Emily Guy Birkin again, and Joe Salcihai, also another incredible solid episode. I think those are really, really very solid foundational episodes when it comes to investing and investing philosophy. All right, so those are a great start. If you've been wanting to serve the world with your gifts and getting paid to do so, if you've been wanting to design and start a business that is genuine, natural, and purposeful because it's fully aligned with who you are, then I want to invite you to my newest online course, From Purpose to Profit. I will walk you through a system to get you from idea to business, plus help you get over the fears that have been holding you back from putting your unique offer out in the world. In six weeks, you could be making someone's life better and making money at it. You could have a proven and validated business offer that totally lights you up and helps the world. I want you to go from purpose to profit. Head over to yaltrush.com forward slash profit to join. All right. Next up is Liba on Instagram. She says, Yael, my husband doesn't believe in budgeting. He says living a firm lifestyle means living beyond our means. We have credit card debt. Help. What do you think? Well, Liba, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what you want me to answer. Like, are you asking me, is he right? <laughs> Let me just tell you what I think. Okay. So I don't believe living a firm lifestyle means living beyond our means. I don't think that's the definition. Some people might define it like that. But again, that's, that's choosing to be cynical. I like to see it as, yeah, it's incredibly expensive because it's incredibly valuable, right? Like it's the Louis Vuitton, period, right? It's the, I don't know, <laughs> the Saks Fifth Avenue. It's not Walmart. So does it push you, um, us, often to either make more money, challenge, challenge ourselves to make more money, or <laughs> this is very often in my case, and we all know it, right? Deplete our savings and be in that position where we're like, oh, goodness, like we're just like really depleting and having to then build those back up again and again and, you know, use that discipline. Yeah, yeah. Does it need to actually push you into credit card debt? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think um, it's a challenge and I've been there myself, but I also think it's a lot more rewarding and doable to learn to do it without that, um, without that tool of high interest debt. I think that the default solution that people turn to 
yes, is credit cards, but it's the wrong solution. I think that budgeting, which really I like to call it planning, um, financial planning, planning your numbers. I think it's extremely important and necessary. I totally disagree with your husband. I personally do not approach budgeting as a thing, you know, as this thing that, oh my gosh, now it's going to restrict me. Um, and, and, and my style of budgeting is, you know, maybe not um, super, you know, I might, maybe the budget aficionados would say, well, that's not called budgeting, but, but meaning I do plan and I do espouse that we should all be planning. Um, I approach it as I sit every week on a money date with my husband and my spreadsheet and I see, okay, what money is there? What money is coming in? How much money... Um, um, where do we want the money to go to? It's intentionally deciding ahead of time every week where that money is going to go to, right? We're, we know what's coming. We know what's happening. We know the cash flow. We know um, we just make those decisions together. Will there be weeks, even months, even maybe many months where there, there will be trade-offs that will have to be made? Sometimes maybe you could say extreme trade-offs and... Um, you know, we have to make, take a hard look at, at, at priorities. Yeah, absolutely. Will there be months where the only alternative is to tap into savings and see them dwindling and dwindling because that's the way to finance what needs to be financed at the moment? Yes, and thank God for that. But I do not think the approach is from the beginning, let's just have credit card debt. Let's just not budget. Let's not plan where our money is supposed to go. Um, that's not the approach, right? We, the approach is, the approach is we have to be the ones who intentionally tell the money where it's going to go before it goes, right? It shouldn't be, well, no, 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 we don't do that. We don't intentionally tell the money where it's going to go. Um, because you know what, that's what a living, what's living an observant lifestyle requires. It just, that, that's, that's not how it works. I'm so sorry. I, I don't think that's right. Um, I, I just don't buy it. That's not it, right? Um, and, and that also means that on a very fundamental level, we're not even able to fulfill our minimum obligation of MICER. Think about it, right? Which is already a very sad thing, right? So we're already not operating with our money, managing our money within this divine paradigm that God has gifted us with. We're now saddled with debt, on this roller coaster, trying to keep up with a credit card company, we can give MICER because we will, would be getting ourselves into more debt. We're living with the stress over the growing amount of debt, etc. I'm sorry, that is not the way. You know what living an observant lifestyle requires? You know what is the way? Yeah, it requires that we take this relationship with money seriously. Yes, that we take a good look at our numbers and our money on a consistent basis basis because it's important and if you want to go back to this week's episode with Joyce Azria who said it so beautifully it requires that we pay attention to that resource that God is sending us it requires that we sit and plan for it and tell it where to go it requires that we take a very good look at our values and see if we're actually financing those values or just cruising along doing what everyone else does because, well, that's just the way it's done. Uh, I mean, put your hands up and say, ah, it's just a firm lifestyle, right? It's a religious lifestyle. That's just what... 
No, it requires that we take a very hard look at that relationship with money and how emotionally attached, triggered and beholden we are to our money and the fluctuations in numbers. It requires that we learn pitachon, reliance in God constantly so that we can have a healthy relationship with that resource where we plan or what you call budget, Leva in the question, where or he call your husband calls budget where we don't incur high interest debt, where we give our miser before we spend on anything else, where we save and invest, where we challenge ourselves to earn more, all of it, because God wants us to. That's it. Because he told us to. Not because the money holds any power over us, meaning over our emotional state, but because we are good stewards of that money as God has entrusted us to be. So, Liba, and again, go back to Joyce's interview, Joyce Azria. Liba, I'm sorry, my goal is not to cause any Shalom Bayat problems at all. In fact, I suspect that the problem is already there because my bet is that you've both never had these deep conversations about values and about consistently making financial decisions together. So this is more of a wake-up call to you, right? That's what I want it to be, like a wake-up call to you and your husband that it's time. It's time for a different paradigm. It's time to take this a little bit more seriously and a little bit more Jewishly. It's time to start implementing those money dates so that so many in the audience, you know, so that you see the improvements um, that so many in the audience have seen. Head over to yaeltrush.com forward slash money date to get my 10 tips for money date success. I really, really highly recommend. We talk about, we've talked about money dates a lot on the show so if you if you are if you have been with me for a while or if you you know you binge listen you will definitely get a lot of info but head over to yaltrush.com forward slash money date if you have follow-up questions please do reach out I, I do not feel discouraged I really really think that this is a wake-up call and an opportunity and I'm glad you asked the question um, I think he just has the perspective that most Americans have and that's not really a Jewish perspective at all and and no it's not the answer to Jewish orthonomics either the answer is not and again that's kind of a, a term that we've used on the on the on the show before many years ago um I think I think it was Alex Fisher who came up with that number uh, that term but it's not the answer to Jewish orthonomics and it, it, meaning more credit card debt that's not the answer you know what the answer is it's more bitachon and appropriate ishtad those appropriate effort the ishtatlus that is appropriate for a Jew, which is the type that I've just described, the money days, the tithing, the meister, the saving, the investing, the seizing the opportunities that generate more income, all without the emotional attachment or giving credit to that ishtatlus. So aside from the 10 tips for money date success, I highly encourage you to Check out all of my numerous Bitachon classes on YouTube and um, really, really delve into the material. And finally, maybe start learning the gate of trust with your husband a page a day. Good luck and feel free to reach out. Rachel asks via email. So Rachel is coming back to us um, as a young graduate and she shared with me early on. I, 
early on, I understood how to properly use a credit card. And I always made sure to use it like I was like I was paying for it, not letting it carry over. I actually used credit cards to make certain school tuition payments and I was able to get cashback points, which was nice. So basically, hmm, look at that. She uses it like a cash card, which is the correct way to use a credit card, right? So she doesn't carry any debt. She, whatever she puts on the credit card, she pays off immediately. All right. So that's the right way to use them. Now I do have a question says Rachel about other debt. All right. So the question is when I went to graduate school, I did not end up taking federal or school loans. So I don't have any debts accruing interest, but my brother assisted me with paying part of it. We made a verbal agreement that I would pay back when I could. He is in no rush to have the money back, but I want to pay it back as soon as I can. Now that I'm about to get my first job, I was thinking of setting up an account and making bi-weekly deposits from my paycheck. Do you think that would be an effective method or have any other suggestions? Absolutely, Rachel. That is exactly the way to do it. I'm so proud of you. Um, I would suggest try to bank with an institution that allows you to have sub, a, a few sub savings accounts and label one of those sub savings accounts, you know, brother's loan <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean, right? Um, and as you suggested, yes, automate the transfer from the, for your white, your biweekly paycheck to that account, transfer, a, a, an amount that always goes into that sub savings account. And that that's it. That's exactly how you do it. And that's, how we should be funding any and every other savings goal as well. That's how it happens, guys. And that's how we also fund our MySer sub account, okay? So I'm glad to hear that at such a young age, you have such a good understanding, such good understanding and clarity. I'm very impressed. I wish I had I had, had, I had, had that back then. Keep it up. And that's a wrap, my friends. Thanks to Ilan, to Liba, and to Rachel, and to Alexia for that beautiful podcast review. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rating on the Apple podcast platform and or app, platform app, yeah, the same. And please send in your questions via email, yael at yaeltrush.com, Instagram DM, uh, LinkedIn DM, all the places. And you can even WhatsApp me or you can leave me a WhatsApp voice note. Sometimes I forget to remind you the number to do that is plus one eight three two three one seven six seven seven eight. That's plus one eight three two three one seven six seven seven eight. That is only for WhatsApp. Thanks again for being here. You really, really make my life very meaningful. I hope you know that. I, I love being here for you and I'm glad that it's helpful to you. Finally, please, please remember that the doors to my newest course from Purpose to Profit do close this Sunday at 11.59 p.m. midnight. You can join at yaeltrush.com forward slash profit. Or if you have any questions on the course, please drop me an email, a DM ASAP, and I will be sure to help you figure out if this course is right for you, if it isn't, I will be straight up telling you, you know that. And I can answer any questions that you might be having on the course. So just reach out and please have a restful, meaningful Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom.